Did, do you feel like that year set the, the uh, blueprint for hip hop, like for the years to come? Like yes. everything is reinventing itself from, from that year. From, from 86 on up to 89 set the blueprint for hip hop coming. Because it was so many groups blooming at that time. And so many people just learning stuff. You know what I mean? So Rick came out with the incredible album at that time. That he did most of it. He came out when, when at that time when Children's Story, that wasn't even my favorite record. But my favorite record was Hey Young World. You know I'm in the slow record. Hey Young World and Moment I Fit. Yo, the rhyme styles he used on Lick the Balls. Excuse me, I'm trying to earn a mere buck or two. A silent rapper come in, and who the fuck are you? Around this part of town with diamonds and your girl and fuck. I'm trying to enter in this rap contest you're having, sir. You're trying to lay flat tire, well, let's do a cut. Well, all right, pay me now, and you'll be after her. I hope I don't mess up or run out of breath or even Rick. Don't worry, hun, you hit him harder than a fucking brick. It's in the middle of the It's in the middle of the Come on, man. Yo, shout out to Biz Marquis. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about one of the most incredible and best albums from the greatest year in hip hop, 1988. That's right, Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Now, you know, anytime we talk about hip hop, you know, it's always great to have on people who know what they're talking about. So, of course, I got the homie Eclectic coming through and we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the track listings, what we loved about the album and the track that we hated on the album (laughs) and much, much more. So sit back, relax. We'll drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. As I mentioned in the intro, we are talking about one of the greatest hip hop albums of 1988. Uh, This album is actually turning 30 years old. That's right. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick 30 years later. And... um, we got family in the house, man. Uh, stepping into the building, man. Uh, you know you love him, or maybe you don't love him. <laughs> uh, frequent contributor to the podcast. Uh, my man, my mellow. Uh, get on the mic because you know you eat jello. I stole my shit. <laughs> he clicked me. What up, baby? Uh, yo, 12, what's the scoop? Chilling, man. Chilling. <laughs> Thank you for coming back on the podcast, man. Um, uh, have a seat, you know, get comfortable. You got some water over there, you know, some juice, some simple, simply lemonade uh, for you. Um, what's up? Good. Oh, man. Um, everything. I'm going to tell you this. Um, it's always a good time to talk hip hop, especially if we're going to talk an 88 joint. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is a this is a great topic. Um, 
It should have been on my show, so I could have did it correctly. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push your ratings up. I'm gonna get you the, I'm gonna get you the ears. I'm gonna get you the listens. I'm gonna get you the likes. So you know, well, you're, you're, you're welcome in advance. Just for those, for you and for those listening, most of the 88 joints I'm gonna do with him. So I, I might do one or two dolo, but for the most part, the 88 joints I want to do with him because you know. It, I know a lot about 88, but it's always good to have other people on who were around in that time. You know, I mean, granted, some of you can't help it if you weren't weren't around for the greatest year of hip-hop because your parents hadn't had sex yet. I understand. It's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> we yeah, were he's going he's gonna to do, he's gonna do the, um, a lot of the 88s he's going to do with me. The ones he's going to do by himself, he's going to do the Colors soundtrack and uh, Mantron- Mantronics. Mantronics in full effect. I uh, will not be doing Mantronics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might do Tough Crew. Did Tough Crew come out in 88? No, I ain't doing Tough Crew. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't be doing it with me. <laughs> and shout out to Tough Crew. You like no, Tough Crew. No shout outs to Tough uh, Crew. <laughs> shout out to Tough Crew. Man, we're talking Ricky D, Slick Rick, the ruler. Um, a guy who is, you know, a lot of times mentioned in you know the annals of you know one of the greatest MCs of all time uh personally he appears in my top 10 lyricists of all time he um, does not yes he does uh he's at 10 <laughs> so <laughs> uh, everybody bookmark this before we do a show and I ask him it's 10 in like a month and this guy never comes out yeah, slick read you'll be at 10 um but yeah man uh, again 1988 it's well established. It's real chronicled, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, the greatest year in hip hop, as far as music is concerned, and you can also make case for R and B, which I've, you guys, if you've been following the podcast, that did the uh, any heartbreak album, which came out in nineteen eighty eight. Uh, so be on the lookout for other albums that came out in eighty eight. So it's, it's hard to believe that these albums are turning thirty years old, but uh, here we are, man. So the great events of Slick Rick. Let's jump in the time machine, man. Um, I want you to think back. E. Mm. Do you remember where you were when you heard this album? I mean, like, were you in the, at the crib? Did you go get it? Where was it? Talk in school? You know, oh, yeah, according to you, you were you 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 were two years old in '88. But we know better. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was three. <laughs> um, so what? Um, I was I, I was in the. Um, I was in the um, I was in my father's basement. Okay. And um, what happened was, um, so I knew the album came out. Uh, we got um, we got the um, uh, what was that? Teenage Love. Mm. Teenage. Mm. We got the Teenage Love video. Um, that was the first. That was the first single. Teenage Love was the first single. It was the first video, and. Um, right around then, um, I was like, I gotta have this. I knew somebody that had the tape. I dubbed it. I never bought it. Really? I, I dubbed it. Um, I didn't have no money. Really? I had no money. Um, so, so, um, somebody at school had it and I was like, yeah. And so they let me take it home. I think I traded them something because nobody was just like, "Yo, take my joint." 
but I think I like let him hold a, you know, whatever the hell. Um, and I think I think matter of fact, if if I'm if I'm one hundred percent correct, I either let him hold in control volume one mm. or uh the skinny boys they can't get enough <laughs> shout out to the skinny boys skinny boys that can't get enough which, which and, surprised uh, me because you did a podcast on skinny boys and i, I was like he and i are the only people that know about the skinny boys <laughs> nah man the skinny boys was that was a good podcast depend- by the way oh, thank you yeah depending on where you were skinny boys was, was, was big um, only hip hop art, only hip hop group you know from Connecticut. Real niggas lick shots. Mm. I gotta say that every time I say that word. <laughs> um, anyway, so I went home and I and I, I needed to dub it. I, I remember this. I didn't have any cassettes to dub it. Right. So I was like, damn, because I had to take it back to him the next day. So. <laughs> I took one of my father's tapes and I forget what it was. It was probably like Bob James or okay. or fucking Najee. <laughs> some shit. <laughs> fucking some, some bullshit. And I put, some, put the tape over the holes and I was like, yeah, well, I'm just going to have to eat this. And so I erased whatever, whatever that was with this joint, right? But what happened was, whatever tape that was, wasn't as long as The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Mm. So I couldn't get the whole album. So, damn. I know. So <laughs> what happened was, so, you know, it was like, a, say, um, say the tape your normal tapes were 60 minutes and 90 minutes. And say this one was like 45 minutes. And then say um, Great Adventures was like 51 minutes long. So I was like, ah. So this is what I did though. Because I needed the whole joint. The first thing I did was I I didn't dub Indian Girl. I was like, I could do without this. Oh my god, that's funny. And, and so then I was like, all right, boom, all right, okay, okay. And so then what I did, every track that had a long outro or scratching, I would pause, go past the scratching, mm-hmm. and get back to the mm-hmm. verse. Get back to the verse, right, 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 <laughs> and record that. And so I, it wasn't. It wasn't until like I got the about the CD in the, in the '90s Damn. that I heard the, that I was able to hear the whole stop, stop, stop lying because <laughs> I was just like, hey, I, I, I had very uh, limited real estate here on the state. I, need, I just need verses. Wow. So and so uh, that is my that is my uh, great adventures story. That's interesting, man, because... I still it, have that tape, by the way. Do you really? Wow, that's what's up. I, I 100% still have crazy. that tape. It's white as... It still has the scotch tape over the holes. <laughs> I 100%... When I, when I say I still have it, I mean it's in my closet as we speak. Wow. That yeah. is great. And, and, you know, that what that story just kind of takes me back to 
you know, how we got music. And I know it, it's, we talk about it all the time as far as like how technology, and I, I'm not going to knock technology because it is what it is. I mean, but when you have, you know, Spotify or you have Apple Music or for those seven of you that have title <laughs> that, and you stream your music, you know, it's there at your fingertips. But what he just described was how we got our music. You either bought it, or you caught the dub. And, you know, you had to, you know, sometimes if, if the tapes were long, you had to kind of figure out what it was. You, I didn't know you were going to cut a song out there. You cut a whole song out. Well, I didn't need, I didn't need, I didn't need uh, ending. Girl. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that song. <laughs> get it in the podcast. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it, that's a very in, innovative way of um, coming across that music. So you did not actually purchase this album until many years later. I I purchased it. I purchased it maybe two years later on cassette, okay. and then I purchased it again on CD because I I just needed the CD. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think the first time that I heard this, I had a neighbor that had it, and he was a couple of years older than me. I think okay, the album came out November first, nineteen eighty eight. So. I had to have been a fresh, no, sophomore, sophomore in high school. Uh, oh, great times. <laughs> Damn, you old a sophomore in high school in 88? Jesus Christ. 88, man. Greatest year hip-hop. So, Damn, um, grandpa. So, uh, so yeah, I, I remember I didn't have, you know, I was getting an allowance back then, but the thing about that year I remember distinctly was that it was so many dope tapes coming out. So, bruh, tape was like, it might have been like eight or nine dollars. And it, while looking back on it now as a as an adult, that doesn't sound like I'm a lot of money. But you know, to a teenager, that's a lot of money. So, um, so we had to be very selective about the tapes that we bought. So I remember copping a dub and 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 i'll ask you this did you have any friends that had tapes or maybe or maybe you were the guy that did this e mm. had a tape and would not let people dub it be like nah you got to go buy it oh yeah that was that was the that was the um the edict uh <laughs> where my people look 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 when i said it was this dude at school that wasn't my friend that mm -hmm. was somebody who i just went to school with that i knew had it if it was my friends they would have been like fuck out of here right, right, right. i was just talking to one of my boys my oldest friend that i'm still cool with mm -hmm. knew, knew each other since shit since before uh two live crew came out anyway um um and it was two things happened Two things happened. One thing I got in 86. I want to say 86. I got um, the Joski Love single. <laughs> My girl, say Joe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, the Joski Love single. He had another single besides Pee Wee's Dance? <laughs> Fuck, I got his album. Stop. Joski Love had an album? I got his album in the same closet with oh, my Slick Rick. Shit, you bullshit me, man. I didn't know that we had an album. Uh, it's called Joe Cool. I'm pretty sure it's called Joe oh, Cool. Oh, shit. That's crazy. But, All these but, years. But, um, and so, Joey was crazy. And so I went, um, 
um, I think my, my boy came over and I was like, look what I got. And he was like, yo, I got to get a dub. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and he was like, nah, I got to. And I made him pay me. He had to pay me. I, he, we had like $2 and some letters. See, this proves my point that there there are some hip hop fans, and this is this guy's one of them who would not let people cop a dub. And you said, huh? Hold hold on, you're right. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you the the second. Go ahead. The second thing. This is real quick. So it was this radio station that played all the new hip hop. It was how I was introduced to. Rakim, Karis One, EPMD. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard any of the stuff except for on this radio station, right? And so, what I used to do because it was a Saturday night, Saturday night show, I would just hit record mm, and just let it go. And then on Sunday, when I got up, I would just play the whole tape. Mm. It just—it's like, damn, that song's dope. That song's dope. I, this is crazy. And so. Um, what was it? It was, it was just one of those days by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Mm. This is off the Rock the House album. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, so this was eighty five. It's like eighty five, eighty six. And so the next day, I got up. I was like, yo. This song is crazy. And so, because um, we had already heard Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble, not the one that you guys listen to now where he cleaned it up because he's a he's a star. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an original edit, by the way. I, I will get to that one, one day. But um, so anyway, long story short, I grabbed the tape. And I ran over to my dude's house. He was he lived like three blocks away. And this was Sunday morning. So I'm knocking on the door. His mother's answering the door. They fixing breakfast. <laughs> I was like, yo. And it was like, he in his room. He was still in the bed. And so I was like, yo, you gotta hear this song. Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. Um, um, just one of those days. And it goes like. And I started to tell him, he's like, uh, hold on. And he got to bed and reached over. He had the whole fucking album. <laughs> he was like, man, yeah, I got the album yesterday. <laughs> I was like, Yo, I would have I paid money to see your face. I was like, what are you talking I was like, you got to He wouldn't even let me hear it. He was like, nah, man, you got to get it yourself. <laughs> it was a, let me hear the album. Let alone dub it. He was like, I was like, put it on. He's like, nah, man. Don't you just hate? And and, and what this is speaking we to? We were ladies. ruthless, and it was so much, man. It was so much fun. What 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 he's speaking to, and he is saying it so eloquently is, it was, you were really considered to be dope if you could get your hands on stuff that's exclusive and nobody else had, you know, now because of supply and demand and because of the internet and technology, that'll never happen. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day about how in the nineties, a lot of times we had to, and this is what, you know, kind of push first week sales because 
you had to get an album the first week that it came because if not there was a possibility that if the stores ran out of those albums you were shit out of luck like you might have to wait imagine not getting Illmatic the first week that it comes out and everybody on we were in college at the time everybody on your campus has it but you and you can't even play it because all of the local record stores don't have it I mean like it's again that's not something that anybody of this generation will ever see you know but that just talks about and you just talked about the exclusivity of you know some of these albums so to have an album uh, like that like your boy had because it also also what what you people gotta remember or understand or or know it wasn't one thing mm-hmm. hip hop was not what it is now so right. it wasn't like you turning on the TV and like hey Slick Rick's album just came out <laughs> no sir <laughs> you knew Slick Rick's album came out when you went to the record store and saw Slick Rick's album right so there was no rollout. so if you didn't know that the album came out if your parents didn't have a car to get you to the record (laughs) record store if you didn't go to the record store for say two weeks you didn't even know it existed nope Nope. because you wouldn't turn into your local radio station and uh, fucking Mona Lisa was coming on hip hop got very little airplay right now (laughs) So it was a lot of times you could have something and be the only person on your block with it for a year. People just be like, yo, if you want to hear this song, you have to go find him mm-hmm. and he play it for you. He might. He might. And if he played it for you, he wasn't going to give you a, co- a copy of it. No. And if you gave you a copy, you coming off like $20. Right. In the 80s, $20 is like $2.5 million. I remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember asking my boy, and I, I, it's funny because I talked to him earlier tonight, my boy Jay Fresh, he lives out in L.A., and I was reminding him how we were listening to because like he would always get to, because he was the first person that I knew that had NWA. He had Easy E's album. He had uh, Straight Outta Compton before anybody else. He actually put me on to NWA. And I remember going to his house, man, and he had uh, <laughs> he had Tough Crew. <laughs> but Tough the, crew. the album that he had that I wanted was Schoolie D. I heard uh, Parkside Killer. Parkside 5-2. Oh, you heard PSK. What does yeah, it mean? Yeah, I heard PSK. What does it mean? And I wanted that album and he played it for me. He would not give. He's like, man, you got to give me ten dollars. I'm like, man, we boys. And I mean, this I've known this dude since we was like you said, since we was six years old, right? Mm. And he would not give me a copy of that, but he wanted to give me a copy of Tough Crew. I didn't want Tough Crew. Nobody <laughs> Tough Crew. Tough Crew. Shout out Tough Crew. Um. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that that's how it was back then. So what we're speaking on is, I mean it. If, if you if you could get your hands on some albums and if you were the only like you said e, that that's a great point you might be the only person on your block that has it listen yeah. listen listen i was 100 percent, 150 percent the only person on my city block might have been on my city block that had this voice nobody had the skinny voice I don't think anybody else wanted the skinny boys. <laughs> no, no, no. People wanted those of the skinny boys. You and know, the skinny boys wasn't popping in South Carolina where I grew up. 
my other boy lived across town had the skinny voice. And we was just like the two halves that knew about the skinny voice. Shout out to Jabari. That was what I'm telling you. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Um so okay, so you hear the you hear Slick Rick the first yeah, time. Slick Rick <laughs> Great adventures of Slick Rick in your pops. Uh, in, in your basement, your pops is was yeah. he was he playing it or no 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 I got it from my, I got it from my man okay at school I brought it in had the um, back in the days uh, ladies and gentlemen there were uh, stereo systems yes <laughs> you know with equalizer the dual cassette got the record play on top you got the mm. boy if you had one of, and then the big towers that I mean that was furniture yes. It, it really was furniture. <laughs> that was you. You needed if you had a dope one. The more lights, the better. The more knobs, the better. You don't even know what half of does. I'm like, oh, what's Dolby mean? I don't know. Press it. <laughs> so, you just press but, the buttons. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so now nah, I got to put in the dual cassette thing, started recording it, and just listening. You know, um, here's the thing about Slick Rick. Here's the thing about Slick Rick and the thing about this album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know Slick Rick and you know Lottie Dottie mm. and you know the show. Mm. So you like, oh, this dude's dope. So when Dougie Fresh stuff come, you're like, well, Slick Rick. Damn, ain't no Slick Rick. So you wait. And again, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Slick Rick could have been dead. And so that's 86. So then 87, you don't hear nothing. Nope. And then 88, you turn on the videos and there's Teenage Love. Mm, yes. So you're like, oh, that's Slick Rick. Slick Rick is <laughs> Teenage Love. So this is what I want people to understand because it's the Great Adventures of Slick Rick show, podcast, episode. So you listen to Teenage Love. You see the video. You're like, damn, this dude back and he backs move because you already know on the show on Lottie Dottie, he's singing Misha, Bell, and all of the stuff. You say, I got to get Slick Rick. You get the tape. I get the tape. I put it in. The first thing you hear is like a prostitute. you like, yo, what the fuck is this? Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would uh, uh, the teenage love? Te- teenage love. Um, Lottie Dottie, we like to party, right? Treat her like a prostitute. <laughs> Mail me stick way down your wife's throat. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. What, is, what the hell is happening? <sighs> That's what it was. That's the first, the first, first song. song. You can't make that the first song. First song. Out the gate. You cannot make that the first song. After your first single is Teenage Love. Yeah, Yeah. your first single is Teenage Love. Man, that that is so funny. Um, You know, and when when I started thinking about doing this podcast... It made me think back to like like you said, just when I first got it, and I remember I actually much like you, I, I copped the dub off somebody, and uh, the guy that lived uh, up the street, he was like I said, he was clear years older than me, and uh, he let me, he gave me a hard time, but he did let me cop a dub, so I copped the dub and I was listening to it, man, and I was just like, yo, this dude, I mean, because 
like you said, we saw the video. I want to say we saw the video first, at least in yeah, South yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw the video first, and Teenage Love was the first uh, song that was released. And of course, you know, Rick's in the video. He's got the truck jewelry, and again, like you mentioned, the show, Lottie Dottie, mm-hmm. two of the arguably top five hip hop songs in history. Yep. Not just the eighties, not the nineties in hip hop history, two of the top five. So mm-hmm. this is what you're dealing with here with this MC. Um, so as you're listening to this album, what stood out to you about this album? What made for, for somebody listening who wasn't around or let's say they couldn't come outside in 1988 or let's mm. just say they weren't born. What made this album dope? Easy. The production by the, I, I guess you could. I guess it was the Head Squad. It was Bomb Squad. Um, it was Bomb Squad. Yeah, Bomb Squad. I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, but the production, it was not like anything, including Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Facts. I mean, they they literally tailored the production to him and his rhymes and his persona. The the rulers back with the horns. And the, the, the scratching of Lottie, it's, it's crazy. Um, how he had different subject matters. Um, you got to understand, in 88, you know, you, ha- you had everything. Mm. I mean, the greatest year in hip-hop, you had your Boogie Down Productions and... Uh, mm. The, Dougie Fresh dropped his album that year. Mm-hmm. Yep, World's Greatest Entertainment. Um, uh, but you had a plethora of sounds. You had Strictly Business in your ear, but you also had He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. Yep. You also had Straight Outta Compton. Compton. But then you had uh, MC Shy D. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta be tough. <laughs> But oh, you, had, you had critical breakdown with the ultra magnetic. So, so, so to, to 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 make an album that was so different from all of them, and still be dope. And also, he already had a pedigree. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that a lot of these people, and this is debut albums for a lot of the people. Yes, but we already knew him. So we were already gonna give him a little leg up, like, yeah, this is the first NWA album. I'm like, who the fuck is NWA? <laughs> who the fuck is this? I mean, people like me knew because right, right, all right. the dope man it came out mm-hmm. almost a year before. But you're like, kidding, play. Oh, but that's Lottie Dottie, dude, from right. like five years ago. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, um, but the way. As people like to say a lot these days, sonically, mm. um, it just sounded so good. It did. And and the fact that you know you had your story rhymes on there, you had stuff that'll teach you. You had Hey Young World on that fucking album. Oh, shit, right there. One of the greatest, most important teaching. My mother was like, "Yeah," <laughs> when I played that voice, she was like, "Yeah." I mean, it's just the album is so. If if track six 
was not on that. Well, we gonna, well hold it, hold it, hold it. We're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the tracks at the commercial break. Track six. <laughs> Jesus, track six. Oh my god. Um, I I agree with you, man. I think the production and you you mentioned the man, the Bomb Squad. For those of you hip hop fans, you you know the Bomb Squad from their work from with uh, Public Enemy and and Ice Cube matter. Um, Hank Shockley. Yeah, Hank Shockley, Eric Sadler. Uh, actually, the Rulers back was produced by uh, Jam Master J. Well, rest in peace. Um, but other than that, this whole album was produced by you know Rick uh, Slick Rick and um, you know the Bomb Squad. So, like you said, sonically it, it was just really, really incredible. When you combine that with Rick's rhymes, his his, his ability to tell stories and keep you engaged. Um, Nobody was really at that level with that type of production. Now it was guys who could rhyme back then. I don't want, I don't want to get it twisted because in 88 you had to rhyme. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, the the gimmick stuff really didn't come until years later, but you know, I think one of the things that stood out is just his lyricism and the way, like for me, as I was listening to it, I just remember sitting down listening and you just you almost were hanging on every word and i think one of the things that always stood out to me about this particular year is that the lyricism that we saw in that year and even in that era the golden era of hip-hop is that we didn't you didn't necessarily have to have video the video enhanced the songs but they painted pictures to where you could just sit and let your imagination kind of run with it and you got a really, really good understanding as to what they were talking about. And you could follow along. Um, and I think that was one of the things that really, really stood out about this album. Um, he truly painted a picture mm-hmm. um, with the rulers back. When he was talking, like, you could picture, oh, a uh, kid with a clear throat and said, hallelujah, kid says, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's probably, it's like an old uh, Shakespeare uh, play or something right. looking type thing. And children started like, ah, oh, damn, Dave, the dope face up on the top of the thing. <laughs> and the moment I feel like, oh, sh-. yeah, you can picture everything he said. Like, I, I had in my mind what Mona Lisa looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I knew that she her she had green eyes and she was over eighteen and she wore more gold than Mister T. <laughs> more gold than the man on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what I know. Oh man, oh that's so funny. Um, oh, question. So we're gonna we're gonna take a commercial and we'll get into the tracks on the other side of commercial. But before we go to commercial, I gotta ask you this question. If you're ranking, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway this for our listeners. If you're ranking this album amongst the other albums from 1988, uh, are you putting it in your top 20, top 10, top 5, or top 3? Oh, uh, top 3. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Top three. So there it is. There it is. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a quick. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about you? Where you oh, put? Oh, 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 um, this is. Uh, this is my top five. This is my top five. Definitely. Um, 
this is an album that I still listen to at least on average, at least twice a month. Um, I mean, like listening to something a whole bunch. I, I just, I, I love, I love this album. I love, but there's one thing I don't like about this album and I'll talk about it, but mm. I love this album. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely putting this in my top five. Um, so yeah, let's take a quick commercial on the other side of the break. We'll break down the track listing and track six. Uh, <laughs> and we'll tell you what we think about the album. Uh, sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. Cheers. So break to you, 80s, but when I think of newer stuff, I still think like 90s something. <laughs> like I totally in my brain, I totally disregard like 2000. <laughs> just like it's it's still from something 95, 96. Like yeah, you know, and new stuff a couple of years ago. You know, it's funny. I I got that feeling and that thought. Uh, for those of you listening, Ian and I did. We went back and forth uh, talking about songs and albums from uh, 1995 and 96. Uh, we did that on his podcast. So if you haven't heard that, you definitely need. If you finish this one, go back and listen to that. Um, one of among, uh, one among the many podcasts we've done together. But I still feel the same way. I, I totally agree that when, even when we were talking about, I remember we were talking about the songs from ninety five and ninety six. And I was like, those songs, they don't feel like they don't feel old. Like they feel like right. you could just really just touch them. Like they just came out a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. And that speaks to you know where, yeah, yeah that that's a whole another podcast. We, yeah, we, it is, yeah. Let's not sidetrack it. We have to do that a, a whole another podcast. Um, okay, so let's get into the track we talked about before uh, we went for commercial break. Uh, the track listing, um, and we'll just you know I'll, I'll I'll run the tracks to you, and you just you know give me some some of your thoughts on it. Um, okay. First track. <laughs> The mentioned treat her like a prostitute, man. What, what, mm. what was your take on that one, man? Treat her like a prostitute. So, treat her like a uh, prostitute tricked me. What I thought, because you got to understand, this is this is in the um, this is in the era of samples. 
I thought I was going to get a sample of Treat Her Like a Lady. <laughs> Shout out to the temps. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I was like, Slick Rick about to kill this song. He's going to have to treat her like any helper with the coat. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. And that shit came up. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, that's not help her with her coat. <laughs> that is help her with her throat. <laughs> oh shit! It is definitely help her with oh, her throat. Man. Um, so, um, we got we got we got the story rhymes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely got the story rhymes back. And um, for for what it's worth, it's a pretty strong song. Hmm. And he, and he gave he gave me some humor at the I guess it was a slick rapper his name is MC Rick A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, treated like a prostitute. Um, it's like you said, it, that's the first song on the, the album. First song. So it's like, and it didn't even set the tone for the rest of the album. Nope, it was no, just the first song. No, just the first song. And I mean, like Rick just really punched you in the face. I mean, literally. I mean, like he literally punched you in the face with the first song. Um, but I love the joint, man. It, it's it's a joint that, um, you know, obviously in 1988 didn't get a lot of airplay. No, but, uh, <laughs> but it's definitely a jam that you love that don't be getting yeah, no airplay. Definitely a jam that you love that don't be getting no airplay. But uh, the streets loved it, man. I, I I love that song. Still love it to this day. Um, then we go to track two, as I mentioned before, uh, the Rulers back, produced by. Uh, jmj jam master j um what'd you think about that one i thought that was that and to this day it seems for me that is his signature song Mm. um one is telling us that he's back like yeah remember me from the get fresh crew but i'm back and from you know slick rick the 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 persona and Using the uh, the London England type of feel with the with the with the horns and the monarchy style mm-hmm. things, it's just incredible. You know, it's just I mean, so much so. Uh, dick riding lips. <laughs> <laughs> Typo ho, <laughs> fucking um, tried to redo. Try to oh, redo a part of it. I was I was gonna mention that, but since shit, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. But. Yeah, I mean Jay Z did bite the title. Man. Oh, oh Jay Z did. That's yeah, Beyonce's like, husband. You know that guy. With the, like, why is he walking around with a peasy head, man? But that, that's not stuff. Like it's the. I guess he, he's like, look, I already fifty, man. Why are you walking around looking like that, man? Look at this way. Oh, look at it this way. He's like, look, I got her. I cheated on her and right. still got still her. got her, and I got so, these kids. So whatever, I can do whatever I want right now. <sighs> but I digress. Um, so yeah, the uh, the rules back uh, another favorite of mine too. Um, like you said, it, even looking back on it now, I kind of wish or wonder. I won't say wish. I wonder why that wasn't the lead song. I mean, like think about it. The rulers back. I mean, the th- fitting the theme of hey. You know, I thought that might have been a lead song for the for the album. You know, as far as how it was sequenced, um, mm-hmm. because you know you just you just don't think about sequencing an album starting off with "Treat It Like a Prostitute." No, <laughs> but, but but hey, 
Um, then we move to track three, uh, a children's story. I have a love-hate relationship with a children's Speak story. Speak on it. Um, when the song came out, or when the album came out, I heard the song. I was like, this is crazy. I love this song. When I saw the video, I slowly started to dislike the song. Mm. The video in my mind is terrible. It has nothing to do with the song. And and then I got older and I started listening to the song. And I'm like, the story is not even <laughs> that dope. The stories of Treat Like a Prostitute is better than these in my in my mind. But the legacy of that song, as I've stated, he's probably responsible for two of the top three <laughs> <laughs> hip-hop songs. Depending on who you ask, he could be responsible for three of the top ten. Because a lot true. of people will put a children's story in the top ten ever made. And it is um, it's incredible but I think it's revered more than how dope it is. But I, I, it's a fucking classic. It's, it's hip hop royalty. That song. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It, it truly is. Um, <clears throat> I, I can. While I don't share your sentiments on how you feel about the song, I can understand how you get to that conclusion because I was just having a discussion maybe about a month or so ago, um, and I said the same thing about Biggie's uh, "Juicy." where I have a love, like, I don't, like, and I maybe it's because we heard the song so much, but, like, when Juicy comes on, like, if, if I'm listening to that particular album, I skip Juicy. I just, like, I'm I'm good on hearing Juicy. It's not that it's a bad song, because it's a dope song. Um, it just got old really, really quick, and I can understand how you say that same thing about Children's Story. Um, mm-hmm. I love Children's Story, uh, the video with the Keystone Cops, uh, one of my favorite hip hop videos. Um, really, and I don't like it. Don't mention that. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite hip hop videos, man. Uh, it is a song that is even to this day. Um, if it's pl- I don't do clubs, but if you but if you're in the club and this comes on, get off the dance floor. Unless you're playing the dance. If you're just on the dance floor, just chilling. Because they're sure, it, it, one thing is sure to happen: women will rush the floor, and this is their jam, and it still jams to this day. Um, love the song, love it, love it, love it. Uh, then we go to track four, "The Moment I Feared." Now, I remember you talking about this before. What's your take on this song, man? I love this song. It, it const- it's constantly fighting to be my favorite song on the album, oh, almost. Wow. Um, but there's so many songs on here that I love. I just can't. I don't know. Um, but the, the the story, again, great story. Way better story than Jojo's story. <laughs> but, um, and when I, w- when I got... When I got old enough to get employment, every time I went to um on lunch, I rapped this song. 
<laughs> well, I'm sitting on my lunch break, grinning my teeth. The last day of, on Fridays, I cranked this song. Mm. The last day of the week, boy, what a relief! My muscles kind of aching. I felt rigid, if so. I went around and I smoked this big fat spliff. Mind you, didn't know what a spliff was in '88. <laughs> Shout out to the spliffs. Did not know what a spliff was in '88. Um, but again, it's a testament to how dope the song is and how dope Slick Rick is when they're talking about a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't uh, experience. I wasn't uh, doing it and doing it and doing it in '88, but that's what was happening all over this album, and um, it was still dope. But the mafia, oh, so incredible, and it's kind of what got him in trouble, <laughs> right? <laughs> He kind of he made the song and then kind of acted it out like a year later. You, you know, it's interesting about the moment I fear. Um, I, <laughs> I really the 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 last verse, like I remember in '88, you know, listening to the song and and understand how dope the song was, but I never really. You didn't know that was going down. <laughs> <laughs> literally so, so like a couple of years later i'm like what the fuck is going on in this oh song? it was going it was going it was going down at the end you of that know, song and, and it's, it's one of those moments i know you probably it probably happens to you from time to time like you're like yo how did i miss that in a song and i'm like all these years later like how did i miss so I, I laugh about it but i want to say it had to be at least three or four years before the end of that song where I understood what was going on. I was like, yo, how did I been listening? I, like I had the tape. Like, how did I miss this part? But now but now I'm in jail doing life and I'm scared. <laughs> so kids stuff go and grease me where no one dared. No one dared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I same here, man. The storytelling on that, if if, if you like or if you love <laughs> what's that? I'm just thinking about the song. If you if you listen if you listen to the song and the and the and the air you hear. Spread your cheeks. He's like, oh, like, <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Spread your cheeks. I literally, uh, I stop. Re- <laughs> He's like, stop, stop. I literally did not. I mean, like, bro, it was f- at least three or four years later before I realized what was actually going. I'm like, how did I miss this? Um, but again, like you said, I agree totally. Uh. For as dope as I think the storytelling is on children's story, the moment I feared the storytelling is, is is like you said, and it kind of you know what led to him getting in trouble, you know, down the road. But um, incredible, incredible. Um, then we move to track five. Let's go crazy. Um, uh, yeah. Your take on Let's Go Crazy. <laughs> not to be confused. Not to be confused with Prince's Let's Go. Wait, crazy. wait, wait. We're not talking about the Prince one. No, no, not, not Prince. Oh, um, I I I love it. You know, um, don't be a crumb and try to face me. <laughs> Watch him stack. So let's get crazy. I don't know, man. I I I, I I'm a, I'm this more of a um uh a party, party record right, right. for that era. Mm-hmm. It's not a party record for this era. Nope. It's a party record for then, um, and uh, he, he, but he's still on his 
his slick Rick bragging shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love it. You know, go berserk, but keep it out of limits on the one gets hurt. <laughs> Don't be boring, please. Not lazy, my chance packs. Let's get crazy. Yeah, I, I loved it, man. I, I, I think you make a great point that. It's it's a true party song, but it's a party song for '88, and it's a party song for '88 pop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a, a, a R and B party song. It doesn't sound like a doesn't even sound like a, a a a party radio song per se. Because again, hip hop or rap at the time that's what they called it. Rap wasn't getting a lot of airplay like so. Mm-mm. You know, you would get you might get a Run DMC or maybe LL somebody like that but but you know if you got i mean i mean your lead song is treated like a prostitute so you're not not getting a lot of love on the air of course children's story from this album um children's story and teenage love and hey young world were the three singles that were released Mm -hmm. um uh teenage love was first and then children's story was second and i think that was released in 89 Uh, yeah because the the album came out the end of the year exactly uh so but yeah so yeah it, it was it wasn't gonna be that but um yeah I, I loved it man a great great party song um then we moved to track six the aforementioned Tracks. indian girl um God, what was he doing ladies and gentlemen why <laughs> i if you haven't realized this by now this is not a favorite song of eclectic and i um no Rashawn Jamal, nor C Rex, nor anybody else that you on any of our podcasts. Anytime we talk about Slick Rick. Um I don't know. I you know, I, I think what I'm trying to say here everybody, you know, will can have a mulligan, if you will. You can have a messed up, you can have a skip. You can have a bad song, but this song just wasn't that good at all what's your take on it if you have a take <laughs> what's your take on this song other than it being trash it's just I don't I don't understand how or why he made this song it goes it doesn't even go with Trila. it goes with nothing, nothing. It, 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 it it's just it's like You wouldn't even think that the same person that made every other song on that album wrote this. I mean, the worst part about it, the absolute worst part about it, and there's so many bad things about this, is that fundamentally, structure-wise, it's a solid story. Yeah. (laughs) Structure-wise. Structure-wise, yeah. But no. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dave, pussies ain't supposed to speak. No. (laughs) This song sounds like it. It sounds like and feels like. Okay, so there's a total of twelve tracks. Like, let's say he had eleven tracks, and he was turning it into to Def Jam in Columbia. And they were like, you know what, Rick? We need one more joint. And and he probably didn't want to. I don't know. Like this song does not fit on this album. I, in no. fact, to be honest, I don't know what <laughs> what album this song fits on. It doesn't fit in his fucking discography. No, not at all. 
and I I could probably give Slick I could probably cut him some slack if this was track 12 of 12 but it's in the middle of the album and again why it's the you, last song on the first side exactly and again why you hear the disdain in both of our voices is because we had the tape we didn't have compact displays we could skip past the song so you had to at the very least fast you had to go to let's get crazy fast forward and then flip the table and then flip the table so um, every time there was no time. reason that after you heard this song once you had no intentions on here listening to it again i i actually pushed myself to listen to this song maybe about a year ago mm. and i don't know why i i just it, i was just sitting there like why you know like it just and i was trying to get some type of you know understanding as to why it was on his albums i mean is it is it is it social commentary on uh how the founders uh founded the america and that what it did to the indians and yeah man, <laughs> indian, hey, sto- man. indian girl uh, an adult story an adult he told story us. an adult he told yeah us. he told us an, an adult story is three minutes 17 seconds it not is. worth your time. Oh, <laughs> so we move on. Uh, track seven, teenage yeah. love. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> what you got on teenage love? Teenage love has a special part, special place in my oh, heart because. Oh, oh, oh. Absolutely not. Stop it. <laughs> um, what, because what, what girl, what girl is associated with this song, man? No, no, I wasn't a teenager in '88. I don't. <laughs> you were. <laughs> so I had no teenage hey, love. Quite. Hey, to be honest, there was a girl in my life associated. She had a exactly. she had a Jerry curl. Of course, she did. You did too. <laughs> no, I didn't. She did. <laughs> so anyway, she was cute though. Um, it was the first time I saw Slick Rick. Actually, if you think about it. It's the first time you saw Slick Rick that was not in a magazine. Mm. The first time you actually saw him move about live, unless you caught Lottie Dottie or the show when they did it on Soul Train. Mm, I did. Uh, did you? Um, I might have. Okay. But up until then, you never saw him. You heard him. You know the voice. That's how dope hip-hop was back in the day. When Lottie Dottie and the show came out, the record cover, it wasn't no record cover. It was just a sleeve with a hole in the middle. It was, it was just a 12-inch. There wasn't no pictures. Nope. You didn't. The only way you knew what Dougie Fresh looked like is if you watched Beat Street. That's it. You didn't know what, you didn't know what these people looked like until their videos. And so... And you still love the music. Yeah, you still that, and, and you know, fast forward to now, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But so it, it holds a special place in my heart because it was the first time I saw one of my favorite MCs mm. on video. Um, and to this day, one hundred percent to this day, he did something. That I think is the cool. This is back when you could be cool. When cool was cool, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not trendy or this. Uh, he did something that I still want to do. 
to this day. I would do tomorrow if I could. What's that? And this video, he's walking down the street and he has the, the dookie gold cable, the chain. And he has, I want to say, a, a turtleneck on and a V-neck sweater. Or it's a sweater. But he has the chain tucked under the sweater. <laughs> you can see it on the shirt. And it's, I was like, that is the coolest thing. That is the dopest look I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, I could be like all the rappers that have my chains all out. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of dressed up a little bit right now. So I'm just going to tuck this under the sweater. <sighs> That's so 88. <laughs> that is so 88. I would do that tomorrow with the gold chat. What's up? Anyway. Um, and had Big Daddy Kane in the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which, um, which, two things. One, it gave him a rub. It was like, oh, he cool with Big Daddy Kane. Right. Oh, this is, hey, <clears throat> then I'm down. Um, the second one, it kind of, it kind of bugged me out of my head because I saw the video before I had the album. Mm-hmm. I get the album, and I remember seeing Big Daddy Kane in the video with Slick Rick. But I listened to a moment I feared, and he was like, see, Daddy Boy. I was like, is that Big Daddy Kane? <laughs> Did he take Big Daddy Kane's girl? <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you would like, make that correlation. I hear man, you. I swear, man, for the, for the longest That's funny. time, when I, when I first got the joint, I was just like, listen, I was like, what I'm like, but it was really Danny Boy, mm-hmm, right? But I thought he said Daddy I Boy. I did too. I did too. I thought it was like, I was like, oh, he took his girl, and so that's why when he was on the train, he was acting like he was about to shoot her on fucking teenage love. <laughs> hey, I, hey, man, we didn't have internet. My whole my brain was running that's wild back then. But that was that was that was great. That was that's what was dope about that era. Yeah, your imagination could take over. Wow, just like and they beefing. <laughs> That is so true. And Big Daddy Kane also had an album out in 1988. Long live the Kane. Um, the man, that's I don't, I don't really have much to add. That that the, like you said, the video was just oh, it's, 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 uh, Dana Dane was also in yes, the video. Yes, yes, Dana Dane, the, the Kane go crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was another thing that was really important too. Like you and we talked about it on a previous podcast as well. Um, you know, having somebody like Kane, having somebody like Dana Dane in your video, that was a cosign. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, that went along right along with the, like you mentioned uh, before, the liner notes, you know, the liner note shout outs. You know, that stuff was important to us, at least, uh, because if we were in the Slick Rick and he shouted these dudes out and we knew that they were dope um, or or at least they were cool because they were cool with him. Um, and, 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 and real quick and real quick, when you listen to a teenage love which is which groove mm-hmm. you would never and this is what I, what I was saying earlier you would never think that the same people <laughs> that made black steel in the hour of chaos Not even and bring the noise and don't believe the hype made teenage love <laughs> but it goes back to what you said this album sonically was tailor made for slick rick yeah. You know, I don't. I don't necessarily think that there are any other MCs at that particular time in 1988 that could have or would have been able to rock over these beats 
the way that Ricky D did. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything to add to teenagers. I mean, you you killed it right there. Um, then we go into track eight, Mona Lisa. Uh, That's the classics, classic hip hop jam. And another song that if it gets played at the club that you're at or the lounge or wherever it is that you're kicking, you got to get up and get your two step on. You got to. It's it's a must. This is a hip hop staple right here. Um, I, it's it's so much I can say about it. What, what's your take on Mona Lisa? Um, other great story. Um, shout outs to him because I I don't know for a fact. I do not know if I always did this or it was because of his song because <clears throat> it was so long ago that I say pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's either I heard this was like, hey, he said like I do, right? Or I listened to it so much, I was like, yeah, I gotta go get a slice of pizza. <laughs> pro- pro- <laughs> probably, probably the latter. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but um, I love this. Uh, I mean, w- one, sit down, eat your slice of pizza, and be quiet. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> she almost got cut short, you know, scissors. I love. <laughs> This fucking song because he's rapping and he's rapping talking to himself. Yeah, yeah and, it's a self rap. And and fucking um and why he's he was rapping to himself, talking to himself, then rapping as the girl who's also talking to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and and while you're doing that, that is also what he's doing. Also. If you if you ever let's say you're single, right? You're not married. Right. You're single. You go out to the club. <laughs> you, you go you go out at the ball and you meet a girl and you're like, yo, she she bad and you go talk to her <laughs> and you sit down talking to her and you like, so you know. Um, so tell me, <laughs> tell me about yourself. And the first thing she says is, well, I got courage and I don't like porridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man. Oh, don't well, like this porridge. Is, this chick is a young, a lunatic. Well, I got courage. I don't like hey, porridge. Man, that, that speaks to the brilliance of Ricky <laughs> D, the ruler. Oh, man, that is so funny. Um. <laughs> I'll tweet that tomorrow. Of all of tweet is well, I got I don't like porridge. Oh god, um, I love that song. Oh yeah, I do too, man. My favorite part of the song is when, obviously, when he spells out his name. Yes. When they play that in the club, the D, your DJ, if if your DJ doesn't cut out the music and let the crowd spell the words, then your DJ's whack. Tell him to get off the set. I mean, like that. That is, that is a hip hop staple right there. Um, Jesus, I love that song. Um, then we go to track number nine. Kit, what's the scoop? Again, I love Kit. What's the scoop? Me too. Me too. <laughs> I know people that do not like this song. I, I don't do know, know anybody that do doesn't. I, I've heard people talk about not liking it, but there weren't people that I knew. None of our friends disliked the song. I know, I know a couple of you. I'm like, how can you not like this song? Matter of fact, this is a song 
that I quote the most. I quote I quote a certain part of the song often. Mm-hmm. And that is tight tight security. Man, it was the softest. <laughs> anytime like alright so this is what happens. So anytime I see security guards, I say Oh yeah, you got to. When I play video games and I'm playing like basketball and I got defense, I I'm like tight tight security. <laughs> <laughs> on um as a, on a uh, as an Easter egg on um I don't, I don't you probably don't remember this but um, De La Soul song simply having okay on De La Soul song simply having um I want to say it's Pastor News he says that it was like he was like tight tight security and Pastor was like. And it's still soft. And then that, <laughs> that killed her. I'm like, yo, they so dope for doing that. Right. Because that's not a, that's not a, no, he said, he said airtight security, man, it's still soft. And because that's not something obvious. Right. So you, they did that because obviously they loved the song. And for people that's like, yo, that's dope. Yeah. Cause it wasn't a diss. Yeah. Cause he, it, it wasn't like you said, it was the school, like something that's obvious. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But he was like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I I love this song. <laughs> Somebody stole his crown, man. That you know what's what's interesting. I, I'm still thinking about what you said about people not liking. I don't know anybody that doesn't like this. This song is a banger, man. This song is a banger. And and for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with this album, these <laughs> what we're running down is hit after hit after hit after. I mean, like just bangers that you you i mean like you're glued at this point if you're listening to the to the the tape you know with the way that we were you're glued to the tape um i was free i was free an alarm was alerted i made a flying leap through the window and it hurt it <laughs> it hurt it <laughs> ah, anyway this is what you can't do Mm-mm. with a lot of current Mm-mm. You can't just go over the lakes and be like, ah. No, because nah, it's, it's skirt, skirt, and all that stuff, uh, I guess. <laughs> and it's, it's the same four words repeated a whole bunch of put times. Put your hood up. Put your set up. Put your hood up. Put your... <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. It's cut. Thanks a lot. Who want to die? We up top somewhat. Forget me not. Last that I have on last one as a blast from out the past. That's fast and here at last. Fast, right? That's up. No one can rig you this. A Ricky Rick clay shot because I'm the king of this. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. And then so we moved to track 10. Mm-hmm. Hey, Young World. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, man, that the third song that was released from the album, man. <sighs> I tweet little parts of this song out because. It's so it's so relevant. It is, and and kids need to hear stuff like this. I think I one um, I think it was it was like a month ago. Just tweeted simply because folks your age don't act like you do. <laughs> <laughs> just it was like why are you acting like this? Yes, why? Why? Please, please tell me why. <laughs> oh my god. This, this song, man, this, this song really bring, I mean, like all of these songs bring back memories, but this song in particular just brings back a lot of great memories because 
when it was out like everybody in my neighborhood had the song and was playing it and they just like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing this and, and again this song got you know some airplay in south carolina not a lot where i'm from nah it didn't get a lot of look not only was hip-hop not hip-hop that it is now they didn't really want us to no advance and learn and no. be good people yo another another tweet that's just a simple simple society's a weak excuse for a man, man. <laughs> that's just jesus 88 man oh, and right man. now you can still just put that out there like yeah, man. <laughs> men don't steal hey most, most don't, don't borrow, borrow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on man oh man that... here's the problem with the song here's the problem what's that how did the same person make Indian Girl, man? Hey, the only thing I can say is that that just shows you the level of dexterity for Slick Rick because the man started off the album with Treat Her Like a Prostitute. In the middle, he gives you Indian Girl. And then at the end, he gives you Hey Young World. I mean, like, long before there was, you know, the inspirational songs like uh, I Know I Can by Nas and, you this know. Kills. I mean, oh man, this this song, it, like you said, it still resonates thirty years later, and it's just as important and it's just as relevant as it ever was. Um, oh, man never loses a fight, and guys, boy, <laughs> I love that joy. I love it, man. I love it. Um, then we go to track eleven, mm. uh, teacher, teacher. What you got now? This is what also fights. To be my favorite song. Really? My, I love, hey, man. <laughs> this song is so... This and the next, the last song. that I, 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 I love these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walk into a party, coat snorters laugh. <laughs> and the girls be crazy coming for my mere autograph. Um, just... Teacher, teacher, because he was the, the teacher. He's the ruler, and 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 and, 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 and. Karis One got a song called mm-hmm, Teacher, Teacher, mm-hmm. and, but it didn't matter because I, I, <sighs> the the story at the end. <laughs> he's so stupid. He's, he gets into a fight, <laughs> and then the police break it up, and the police was like. Rick, you okay? <laughs> I had to play it off. Some girls was looking my way. So I smacked one in the face and told them, I won't retire. And many years from now, I, what the? Oh, you go, God. Yeah, is like, I got to play this song. Yeah, I got I to play. I can't, I can't show my hand. But he puts it in a rock. Ah, it's so dope. Yeah. It's so- yeah. They, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. They don't make them like this anymore. They nah, just don't, nah. man. I mean, like, Teacher, Teacher is a song really, you know, I love the song. And I remember listening to it one time. And I was like, you know, and it's just something that I do from time to time. Like, why did he put this at the end? Like, you, you, you really could have put it anywhere on this album. Um, but it's but now I think about it now that's the the end of the B side so it's just as dope you know so he, uh-huh. he you know he redeem <laughs> he redeems himself Jeez. from Indian Girl 
and then we come into the whoa, fun. Whoa, 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 go, whoa, go whoa, ahead, go one, ahead. One, one, one little shout out because we we often say on your show and on my show mm-hmm. how biting oh, is, is the cardinal saying, and he says in that song, mm-hmm. um, they have no class, they have no shame, they'll bite another brother to boost their own name, yep. get paid correct on a one way gimmick. I'm happy for you, low lives, but remember, there's a limit. <laughs> Yo, that's so dope. Yo, Rick, Rick would call people low lifes in a minute. Low lifes and crumbs. Crumbs. I started using that because of him. I started calling people crumbs because of Slick Rick. Yo, but my man say they get paid correct on a one-way gimmick. I'm happy for your low lifes. But remember, there's a limit, so say. Me and my boys still say crumbs. It's just like a little inside joke. Like we'll see someone like on social media or something, and then we'll just type on, we'll just type crumbs. Like it's a little inside joke, man. But I, I remember it's a couple of times in this album he calls people low lifes, and that yeah. you just didn't call it, like you could call somebody a bum or a buster or something like that. But you didn't call people. Lo- I mean, low lifes were really real. That was like below the barrel. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's oh my gosh, just again. Love to teach incredible song. Um, then we get into track 14, which is the last track. Lick the balls. <laughs> now, this this track, I might listen to this particular song more than any other song on the album. I again, it's hard to come up with my favorite. Um, um, but one, the title is kind of misleading <laughs> but but after is you've it? heard a couple of after you've a couple of his songs you would assume that this is gonna be for real lick the balls right. <laughs> like like literally it's just gonna be a track of lick oh my gosh. <laughs> but but um the, the, <sighs> I just I run this part of town with your diamonds and your girl in fur. I'm trying to enter in this record that you haven't sir. You're kind of late, flat time. What are we doing, cuz? All right, baby, now, and you'll be at the hub. I hope I don't mess up. I'm ready for even break. Man, this song, it got a story. Then mm-hmm. he's begging. <laughs> and then at the end, he just... just <laughs> I'm swapping, give your girl a bowl of punch. Bobby <laughs> child. Oh my gosh! Like what? A a bowl of pup? I would give your girl a bowl of puppy chow. Why can't he just? Why can't he just say his girl's ugly or looks like a dog, man? Why? Hey man, who stands? Who falls? Who crowds the halls? This one, the DJ calls, lick the balls. I mean, like, no, no, no! Don't forget. Don't forget two things. Who's hitting rough at 88? I bet your mama knows. Backstage, you all talent out with dominoes. Yes, yes. And then, stun them all. Come on, y'all. Give me a taste of life. Act trife. I'll let my dog go fuck you. <laughs> what is wrong with this man? Oh, my God. Hey, he, just, he dumbed out on that, man. Let's just let's just say that he dumbed out on that one. Um, and then chicken in the back going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, 
is so subtle, but it's so dope. Um, it's hard to say this, man, but this is my favorite track. I, I don't blame you. This is my friend, and the scratching at the end. Oh my god! Right. So so so. This is one of the songs I had none of the scratching at the end. Of. <laughs> oh, are you serious? I had to fit it on my and so and so. Like the two years later, when I got the when I got the, when I bought the uh, cassette, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> crazy." Yo, that is crazy. That is, and that is one of the dopest parts about the song is the scratching at the end, and you didn't have that for years. Wow, I did not have all of it at all. Wow, <laughs> did not. That's crazy. That is crazy. And, but yeah, it, it took me a minute to to actually come to the point where I could say this is my favorite song. It's not because it's not a great song because it's a dope ass song, but it's just it's so many tr- songs on this album, so many dope tracks. Um, but yeah, this my favorite, uh, probably followed by Hey Young World. Um, God damn, man. It, it's, I don't know. You you could probably <laughs> ask me t- 10 days from now. I might tell you something different. But man. Lick the Ball is my favorite. Lick the Ball is my favorite. Because you watch now and trans now how they see me slam shit on motherfuckers and I tell them who the fuck I am. Who the fuck I am? Oh, <laughs> his, his flow was impeccable on this track again the bomb squad the bomb squad did this track <laughs> yo they might be the most underrated producers ever i'm i'm going to do at on some strength p- of this album they might yes. be the most underrated because if you mention them you're going to mention public enemy and ice cube of course you will never mention never this mention album, this album. And, and this is arguably one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time and it's one and of the, the fact, yeah. and the fact that they actually could do this because this doesn't sound not one single track they did on here sounds like anything they nothing. ever did before or since nothing nothing and, and and again like you said when people talk about the bombs always go back to their work with ice cube and then obviously they work with, with Public Enemy, but they never talk about this album, man. And again, other than Jam Master J and Rick uh, Slick Rick has some some producer credits. The I produced this album, you know. Uh, other than you know the rulers back, pretty much it was the Bomb Squad and, and Slick Rick. So yeah, I, incredible. And like I said, the scratching at the end of Lick the Balls. You could just ride off the scratching, <laughs> and it's like it's so funny to me now thinking about you having this album and not having the scratches uh, on your tape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that that was this album uh, again—a phenomenal album. It's an album that you know, if for some reason any of you listening have not heard it, shame on you. But go listen to it. Yeah, we're just over here bugging. Oh yeah, this joint. I mean, we, and 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 trust me, we could do this all day. Uh, okay, so quick question: If you mm. rap on rap, which oh, track shit. are you rapping on? Uh, mm, 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 uh, huh? Huh? Because you you definitely can't rap on any girl. No. no. <laughs> then, then again, you can't make it much worse. <laughs> you um, probably, probably bring something to it. That is, definitely. Um, 
See, I'm thinking as far as beat low, mm-hmm. the moment I feared. Mm. Just a uh, 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 but it might be teacher, teacher. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think lick the balls for me, man. <laughs> Isolate that. Play that back. Play that. Play that for his wife. Like, look. <laughs> yeah. He was sucking to this lady, and then he said this. Like, the balls for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my joint, man. That's my joint. I mean, me me, Rick and the bomb squad cutting it in. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. Um, Last question. If if Slick Rick walked into the 12 Kyle Studios right now with me and you, what would you tell him about this album? I tell them that. Or just, you, or just any questions that you might. What? Let me rephrase that. What would you say? Because I tell them that he made probably one of the greatest okay. albums of all time. Okay. But go ahead. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just what would you say to Slick Rick if he walked in here and we were? He just you know happened to hear us talking about this album. What would you say to him either about this album or just anything in general? Yeah, I'd be like, look, you got to get back in the studio. You should do a whole album with him and Dana Dane, Flying Dougie Fresh. That's what I would say. I would say, look. That's what we, we need mean. that to happen. <laughs> I was like, so I would definitely say that, and then I'd be like, seriously, Indian girl, man. Tell, I mean, I, I need you have to tell me why. <laughs> oh man, hey man, great minds think alike. I think if if I had, I probably wouldn't. I would. I'd have to ask him about that, man. I just because. Okay, tell me this. Mm-hmm. Tell me this. If that song did not exist. And it was this was an eleven track album. Mm. Where would it rank in your top hip hop albums? This would shit. This this be number one. Okay. Exactly. This this would be number one. I mean, like, and the crazy part about it is, if any, if anybody else does Indian Girl on any other album. I don't know that we'll necessarily. I mean, we might be disappointed. We might, you know, have a reaction or whatever because the song's not that good. But it's just what we expect from Slick Rick, and then what he gave us on the entire album. Again, if you're not familiar with this album, listen to it, and then when you listen to it in this context and listen to what we have to say, <laughs> when you get to track six, you're gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, who snuck this one in? Like, yeah. Did somebody doesn't you know do that? I mean, like, <laughs> that is the that is the uh, last Boy Scout of the album. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, I mean, like, it, yeah. it just doesn't fit, man. And so you know, if he walked in here, I would ask him now, like, you know, how does this end up on the album? I'm sure that there's a logical explanation. Um, I would like to hear it, you know, and, and he don't owe me an explanation, but I would love to hear as to how this came about. Um, I would also, you know, ask him, you know, how, you know, the, the, the production and what it took to, to, to put all this together, because this is a phenomenal album. And I think this album, at least for me, I know even listening some 30 years later, it still sounds dope, man. It's still it doesn't sound dated. It still feels good. It still feels like hip hop. And so, you know, I'll always bang it. It's, it's, it'll always be banging in, in my car or, or in my ears or whatever the case may be. 
I just have to skip over tracks. <laughs> That's forever. It. <laughs> it's a forever skip. Um, all right, man. Before we get out of here, man, tell the people where they can find you, where they can holler at you, where they can politic ditto. Oh shit, Nick. Um, listen, at Tweet Rhymes Life on the Twitter machines, at Eclectic. Um, spell it correctly, and then take the last C off. Put a K there. There you go. Um, ECL, ECTIK, collective relaxation. Um, if you enjoy podcasts, which which I'm assuming you do because, <laughs> you know, uh, if you want to hear hip hop done right on the podcast, if you don't want 12 cow all in your podcast, <laughs> all on your drop. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but uh, Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast, Eclectic Discussion Podcast, um, at one gotta go on Twitter. That's me. I did it. Um, hey, if you follow Tweet Rhymes Life, I'm always posting Wu Tang Wednesdays, mm-hmm, which is dope, um, by the way. I'm always giving you some old school hip hop videos um, and some, some, some good questions, thought provoking hip hop questions. So, uh, yeah. And I'm going to show a whole bunch. So you don't have to unsubscribe yet. <laughs> they know better. They know better. They've been rocking with me long enough. Um, you guys know how to how to reach me. Uh, keep supporting, and you know we're gonna keep pumping out uh, the podcast. Um, as always, man. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Twelve Kyle Podcast. So, mm. so for my man Eclectic, I'm your boy Twelve Kyle. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Five G's. Chip. Boom, there it is, in the banks. That was dope.